Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hey friends, my name is Brenda Walt and I are glad you've joined us for this episode of Walk with God. You know, we've been on this journey for 10 weeks, walking through the Psalms together. And today, as we wrap up the Psalms for this particular season, we're going to look at the final Hallelujah Psalms. And these are Psalm 146 to 150. These are often viewed as a five-fold conclusion to Psalms. Each of these is a joyous song of praise, and each one begins with praise the Lord, or in Hebrew, hallelujah, celebrate the Lord. These are a panoply of praise for the Lord of glory. They're intended to be a distinct unit as indicated by all five Psalms beginning and ending with those words, hallelujah, or praise the Lord. They reflect a shared focus of each Psalm on praise offered to God, an established practice in early Jewish tradition continued to this day when they recite these five Psalms together as part of the daily morning liturgy. And you know, Walt, you can give us a better idea of the Jewish people gathering for morning prayers. Well, I can, and I would love for you to join me as we approach the Western Wall, sometimes called the Wailing Wall in historic Jerusalem. I, I was going to say this is one of my favorite sites on a trip to Israel, but I have a lot of favorite sites. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, <laughs> so do I. But, but yeah. as you approach the wall, it's divided into a men's section and a woman's section um, where they come to pray. Um, women can approach the wall on the right side on the woman's court, and men go to the left side, the, side, the court of the men. And when you approach, I encourage you to, to just watch people picking up a, an available copy of the Jewish prayer book, the sea door. Then they take their time to go over to the wall. They meditate and express their thoughts to the one whose presence is in this holy site. You may observe shuckling, a movement as they pray and recite, a bobbing up and down, a rocking back and forth as they engage in prayer with their mind, their heart, and their mouth. King David writes this in Psalm 35, My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? And with that, as they bob and as they, they rock back and forth, they're, they're using their whole body to praise the Lord. Yeah, and as you say that, well, I, you know, I even remember, you know, plane rides as we depart out often out of JFK or Newark, and we're flying over the Atlantic Ocean going into Ben Gurion. And as it's morning, we observe those um, Jewish men will gather, and as it were, they face toward Jerusalem, and they begin those morning prayers. And so as we begin in Psalm 146 today, what I want us to realize is that we're actually beginning that daily morning prayer. This is the first psalm where these people begin. And I have to say, it's a great place for us to begin our morning and our day. 
So where's our heart as we begin? Because Psalm 146 begins, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord while I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. These are words of praise to the eternal, to Yahweh, my soul, my whole being. Remember, Walt said as they're in that movement, that kind of bobbing, they're they're wanting in their minds, they're thinking over these words and they're praising God, but they're doing it with their body, their soul, their heart, all of their mind, the emotion and will are involved Remember Mark 12 verse 30 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And two moves us into, I'll praise as long as I live. Lord, as long as you give me life, I will praise you. In fact, I will sing praises as long as breath fills my lungs. And so Even here, I pause after these first two verses of praise, how much of your day, how much of my day is filled with praise, genuine praise to the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, give thanks. Let's praise the Lord. And these next four verses talk about the power of God, and they contrast that to man, mortal man who doesn't have the power to help. I love verses three and four, and I'll read them together. Do not trust in princes, in mortal men, in whom there is no salvation. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. And the the psalmist is reminding us, don't, don't trust in men, even princes, even the most powerful rulers and kings. Um, their power, their wealth. Sometimes we we think of trusting in the government, trusting in those who have power and authority. Don't do that. Trust in the Lord. Turn to him. And don't expect rescue from mortal men. There is no salvation with them. Salvation is with God alone. And then verse 4, um, the, the whole idea of the spirit departing and returning to the earth, that's that dust to dust idea. And and um, th- that reminds us that, that we are just mortal, that we um, do have an ending that will be in the earth. And yet with that is, is the, the challenge, okay, so what? who am I to trust in? And that's the next two verses. How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. That's who you place your hope in. That's where you experience help. This blessedness of the joyful of those who have the hope in the God of Israel as their helper, as their keeper. And, and this hope is centered on the eternal God. I, I love even just that he made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that was in them. He keeps faith forever. And that's a great expression. Ho-olam, unto the eternals, he keeps faith. He must keep faith because he is the creator God who created us and wants to have a relationship with us. And I love those, especially verses five and six are such great verses to cling to. And, you know, I think of those days when I wake up and it's not easy to praise God this morning, or, you know, I just might 
be kind of waking up on the wrong side of the bed or not feeling joyful, but that whole idea that the God of Israel is my helper, that my hope is centered on the eternal God. Why? Because he is Elohim. He is the strong creator God, the maker of heaven and earth. And it takes us back, Walt, Psalm 121 last week, right? Yeah. I, I look up to the hills, you know, where does my help come from? And what was the answer? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Yes, he is faithful forever. He is true. We can trust in him. Well, as we look at the final portion of this psalm today, who executes justice for the oppressed? Who gives food to the hungry? The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow, but he thwarts the way of the wicked. And as we read through these verses, I mean, we could, okay, this is this is one of those times while I got to get out my dictionary, right? <laughs> okay. But, but I don't have time to whip out the dictionary for all of these this week. But but it's the oppressed. Who are the oppressed? Those who who are um, ju- not receiving justice. They're, they're not being lifted up and cared for in the world, that upholding of their cause. Food for the hungry. Think of those who are around. Free those who are imprisoned. Who are these people? There are different ways that we can be imprisoned in this world. Sometimes it's because we're caught in a trap of sin or we're caught in guilt, or sometimes we're imprisoned within our own family and relationship situations. It's not just those sitting in a prison cell. And then in eight, he opens the eyes of the blind. Who are those that are blind? Sometimes those of us that are the most blind can truly see with our eyes, right? But we don't choose to open our eyes and our mind those who are weighed down, they're bowed down, and they're carrying a burden. He cherishes those who love the righteous way, the godly way. And as we go into verse 9, Walt, I am so reminded of last season when we went through the book of Ruth, protects the foreigners. He looks out for the fatherless. He looks out for the widow. Who was that last last season, right? Yeah, that was Ruth. And, and God did that, but he did it through a faithful man, a man that was doing what the Bible taught, helping the helpless. And that was Boaz. Yeah, and as we read these verses, we think of all these ways that people are being pressed down or finding themselves in a struggle or a trial in life. And yet these verses tell us, who do we turn to? We turn to the Lord because the Lord loves the righteous and he will protect the stranger, the fatherless, the widow. And then that last phrase in verse nine, but he thwarts 
the way of the wicked. And that takes me back to Psalm 1. Yeah. The way of the wicked is like what? Chaff, right? That will be blown away and will not stand in in the judgment. And so as we come into these last five chapters in the book of Psalm, do you see how these verses are pointing us back to some of the other Psalms that we have studied throughout this whole season? God's word weaves together. It is living. It is true. And he uses it to speak to our hearts, our souls, and our mind. And I want to go into verse 10. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the eternal. He will reign today, tomorrow, and forever. For all eternity, he will be your God. And that cry here to O Zion, that's Jerusalem, throughout the generations, that city of promise. As we read this psalm and we listen today to these words, our hearts should sing, praise the Lord. And I think we can learn something here from from the people of God, the Jewish people, for the last 3,000 years. They start their mornings off by praising the Lord. Um, Let our mornings begin with praise to the Lord. Let our lips speak and sing praise to the Lord throughout every day. And we keep repeating that because the text keeps repeating it. It keeps repeating again and again and again. Hallelujah. Hallel la unto Yahweh, the Lord. And and with that, that that recognition that that men and women need to praise the Lord. I, I don't know about you, but when I start my day with a time of praise, it changes my perspective. It it begins my day on the right foot. In Psalm 146, the psalmist vows to continually praise God. He exhorts his readers not to trust in men, even princes who have some power, but instead trust God because he alone is worthy to be praised for his power, for his justice, for his mercy, and for his coming kingdom, where his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, Now we want to talk about the head to heart. And so I'm going to get real with you. I I do truly marvel. I, I wonder, I stand in awe of the Lord. I'm offering praises to him. Um, even this morning in our uh, just our church service, just um, just being overwhelmed with some of the songs that we sang that, that talk about praising the Lord. And at one point, I was almost moved to tears because I was just reminded how awesome and wonderful and powerful and what a helper he is to those who come to him. Mm-hmm. So how, how can I corporate more active praise and worship into every single day of my life? Well, for me, in a practical way, that involves the choice um, on, in the morning on my commute in to listen to praise music there on my way to work instead of listening to the local sports talk program. I need to make a choice. And how about you? How will you spend your time in the mornings? And that's a real challenge. Um, time 
we have a choice and our, our we all have the same number of hours each day the same number of minutes and how will we break that down will we take time in the morning to offer those words of praise to the lord to open our bible to reflect on a psalm and i'd i'd encourage us even in this coming week to open our bible just as the faithful jewish followers do even to this day and look at these last five chapters of psalm and so as we close today as a closing benediction i want to read psalm 150 the final psalm which serves as a fitting doxology praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty expanse praise him for his mighty deeds praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with trumpet sound praise him with harp and lyre praise him with trimble and dancing praise him with stringed instruments and pipe praise him with loud cymbals praise him with resounding cymbals let everything that has breath praise the lord praise the lord psalm 150 amen and amen friends do you have some bible questions as we've gone through the book of psalms this last season and maybe some questions from the book of ruth the previous season we'd love to hear from you and next time on our podcast we're going to enter into some bible question time as well as discussion you can email us as walk.with.god.wbk at gmail.com. And we've repeated that email address in our show notes where you can also find our transcript. We are thankful for you, our listeners, as we spread out over the world in 17 countries on six continents. Yeah, we're still looking for someone at Antarctica. So if you know anyone in the research station, bring them in. And until next time, when we are together, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.